Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the her in discernment. Good job. Thank you. This one was almost real. My name is Summer. Brought to you by Almost Real. <laughs> Stay fresh, cheese bag. Uh, my name is Summer Yeager. And I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And the thing I want you guys to know about Joy is that she's pregnant. I am. I am. By the time you guys read this, read this. <laughs> there you go. That's some evidence right there. Um, by the time you guys hear this, I will be about 13 weeks pregnant. I am so excited. It is exciting. It's I've just, just mostly been feeling right, really been sick, so sick and like an airhead. Right. Um. So I'll be looking forward to, I mean, when you guys hear this, welcome to my second trimester, hopefully where I'm <laughs> right. back to my vivacious self. Self, yeah. But, you know, I just have to tell you that you'll, the the brain cells you suddenly feel like you're missing mm-hmm. are not coming back. Oh, yeah. They they're just The not. thing about brain cells is once they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. They're gone. And um, so all of the moms out there who have connected with, and and new because they yeah. we all have gone through this. I had so many of you nosies messaging me, <laughs> and y'all were like, "Listen, you, I think Joy is pregnant." And it was so hard for me because I'm sitting here knowing full well right. <laughs> that yeah. she's we pregnant. already knew that, <laughs> but I can't just tell you guys. It's not my news to tell. Well, and like I'm not even necessarily we like there was a lot of people that knew, and there's. Like, my husband posted it on Facebook, but just the way the algorithm works is, like, many of you didn't see it because right. <laughs> it's him and not me posting right. it. Um, and also, you're barely on social media. <laughs> yeah. So, the algorithm's so like, what do we even do? Who is this? Um, <laughs> is she even on here? <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was saying, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm excited. I um, There was actually a time... <laughs> Not that long ago. It was around the time you got married mm-hmm. where I just, I cried. Mm-hmm. Eric was talking about like, Joy's going to get married and then she's going to have kids. And I just burst into tears <laughs> at, at the dinner table. We're eating dinner. And he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, because Joy's going to have a baby. Like you weren't even married yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, well, now I am going to. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was talking about like waiting. The only reason, oh, so right. the weird thing is, is I obviously, like, it's kind of weird um, for most people, like, whatever you share on your Facebook, like, it goes to the people you know. But so, obviously, there's people that I have very happily friended. It's fine. A lot of people listen to Apology Radio, Sheologians, whatever. It doesn't bother me. Right. Um, but some people are like, so, like, for instance, not so much that with this show, I at least I don't think. Um, but like when we record apology or radio, if I said, Hey, big news, like I'm pregnant yeah, on that show, 
half the people in the comment section are there because they don't like us or because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they want to talk about what they want to talk about. <laughs> right. And like we'll be having a conversation about Mormonism and they're like, can you address what MacArthur said about this and this? And it's like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that because that's not what this episode is about. Yes. Um, so many editors out there. Yeah. And so looking um, for a job. So I would I have been very excited to share with Sheologians and with Apologia Radio people. But it's just that I decided that I could wait a little yeah. bit. Right. So just I don't know. It's totally weird. It's weird because most people are when they announce that they're going to have a baby, it's usually not to people who could possibly really dislike them. <laughs> right. Like generally, but you're not going to walk up to your oldest work. enemy and be like, hey, did you hear about this exciting news? Um, and so it makes it kind of weird. But that's just what you, you at do? your battle station. Yeah. This is where this is Joy's outpost. <laughs> but yeah. So. So you haven't been feeling great. No. But yeah. it's OK. I'll be feeling yeah. better soon. I'm yes. trying to be positive. I'm trying to, um, and that's not a good way of saying it. I'm trying to be obedient and faithful. How dare you? <laughs> and have a good attitude <laughs> that honors <laughs> Christ. Oh. Just in case there was any confusion about that. But sometimes in its very simplest form, I just feel like I'm trying to have a good attitude. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. It is exciting. I'm, and yeah. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. what? You're right. I am Joy. You are Joy. And I am going to have a baby. That's right. But I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. Uh-huh. Tell him, tell him. <laughs> and the thing you need to know about Summer is... <laughs> she also got a new bracelet. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Listen, this bracelet... This is... <laughs> There's just when you when you announce that somebody's pregnant, like there's really just nothing else that's going to be more interesting. I really hope. Obviously, <laughs> it's kind of weird because I can't tell right now because no one's listening to this right now. But I really hope that a few of you thought I was going to announce that Summer was also pregnant, but she is not. Um, I just but but it, she has a new bracelet. And then when I mentioned it before, she was yeah. like, yes, it made me cry. And I was like, OK, okay. that's a story that can be told on Chile. It's just not as interesting as the fact that there's three of us at this table and I can't see your baby. And that is they're in there. I want to. And see. when I say they, I don't mean multiple. I right. mean, boy or girl. We don't know. I just. Ugh. OK, let's not talk about your baby. I'll just get. <laughs> there's too many things. Um. So there is a story. And like I said, it just pales in comparison to the fact that you're pregnant. But <laughs> I got a bracelet. Um, so <laughs> I just this was a, a Christmas present from my parents. OK. And I am not really I'm not a jewelry person <laughs> at all. Hi, Luke. Um, the guy who does our Sheologian scream just made a face at me and mm-hmm. derailed me. Um, we have, we're doing another. Th- usually Sheologians is here on a Friday and like nobody else is here. Right. Except for Carmen. Right. Um, but today we have some other stuff going on later so like this evening. So we exciting. have like a lot more going on around here. <laughs> okay. So but for, it's fun. For Christmas, um, well, I saw I saw this bracelet online and I'm really not a jewelry person, but I told Eric about it because I was like, This It is really pretty. I really like this. So just here's a hint. <laughs> um, and the reason that I like it is because of the shape. 
And so just spark notes on this story. There was a older Southern couple that I don't know if they've ever talked about on the show who were like family and played a really big part in raising my brother and I when we were little. So my mom worked and my dad worked and my dad was also going to school and Dottie and Jesse were a really big part of our lives. They were like our grandparents. You did say something. This is pregnancy brain for you. Yeah. I forget words that are happening and necessary right now. Uh-huh. But I also remember, I think one time I asked you what your last meal was and you said. Dottie's cooking. Yes. Yes. So they were this older Southern couple and I mean, very Southern. Like they're from the South. Like Dottie. Dottie. Her name was Dorothy. Um, Jesse fought in a war. <laughs> they were old. <laughs> He had like military tattoos. Mm-hmm. They were old, they were older than my grandparents when they were a part of our lives, and um, they've both passed since. So Jesse died when I was eight, and anyway, so he always had this big bracelet, and it was this shape, like it clasped, like it didn't quite clasp in the it's front, like a, kind of like a C shape yeah. that just goes around most of your wrist with a little opening in the right. Front. And so then where these opals are, he had giant pieces of turquoise okay but it was this exact shape and i i grew up like fiddling with it with his okay with his uh big bracelet that was this shape and had turquoise and then my grandma my dad's mom who died in 2010 with she, when she died her hand was in my pocket that's a story mm-hmm. for another time <laughs> um she loved opal like when she saw opal I, I never understood it as a kid. I'm like, why do old people care about this stuff? Um, that was like, I remember thinking that. And it is funny. There's like a generational thing. Yes. Yes. And so she thought it like they were opal. like very into materials. Like they knew what their clothes were made out of. Yes. And, like and, that. and we're like, what? Polyester. I, I don't cotton. know. <laughs> I they ordered were, it online. Right. She always, my grandma always knew what everybody's like, what your birthstone was for your birth month. And that okay. was important to her. And um, so anyway, Opal was like sp- special to her. So anyway, of course, a picture of this pops up in my Instagram feed mm-hmm. and it's it's the shape <laughs> of Jesse's bracelet uh-huh. and it has the Opal that my grandma loved. Um, and I was just like, this is this is beautiful. And, and it, it makes me think of the old people that had the biggest impact on me who are gone now and that I just love it. And so I told Eric about it um, for my birthday, for my 30th birthday. I was like, this is what I want. It's not like it was, uh, just so you guys know, this was not like an outrageously expensive piece of jewelry or something (laughs) like that. Um, You know, us millennials, we're like always, I like that we, all these companies are cropping up that make like affordable. Right. Well, I joke about saying I ordered it online, but the. (sighs) Honestly, if right. you have an online store, you don't have to charge as much for your jewelry because nobody right. has to run it. And there's no lights and there's no. Right. right. You know. <laughs> so I told Eric about it. Um, and then we ended up doing something else for Christmas. OK. And so anyway, we're but we were um, at my parents house Christmas morning and Eric had passed it on to my parents. Oh. And so my parents had bought it for me and I was not expecting it. Like I just did not see. I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. It was off my radar. I think I thought if I saw it, it would be a birthday gift. So I wasn't right. thinking about it. So when I opened the box and it it looked even more like 
Jesse's bracelet when I saw it in person and I just burst into tears. Like, I don't know what's happening to me in my old age, but I'm just like, all of a sudden I like have emotions. I've gotten way more sentimental. Yes. And I don't just mean people are like, yeah, well, yeah, you're pregnant. Like, of course. But I'm telling you, like, since I like probably when I turned like somewhere between 27 and 28. Yes. I became much less tough. Yes. All <laughs> of a sudden, stuff like that. I, don't I might know. cry. Like my emotions might come out of my eyeballs and yeah. it's just weird. And it also is probably has something to do with all the heartwarming <laughs> videos that happen. <laughs> right. It's like they've slowly broken all of us down. Yes. I mean, we watch like 50 a day. <laughs> right. Slowly, we're all just becoming more in tune with our emotions. Because how many times can you watch a baby hear its mom's voice for the first time and not be like, right. oh my gosh. <laughs> right. So I, anyway, this is like the first, this is the first piece of jewelry I've had that has like a real sentimental value. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's like super expensive or fancy. Yeah. It's just like it has that whatever. Yeah. So I totally hear that. My wedding ring is pretty much the one thing you. Yeah, yeah I don't really. And I don't even. My I, mom's super into jewelry and she yeah. has this fantastic collection of old like antique jewelry. And That's she has cool. given me some of it and some of it's really cool. And yeah. then I just like if I wear a necklace, I wear it for like five years. Yeah. Yes, I never take it I don't it know off. what that is. I know. But there was a yeah. time again, this whole like previous generations thing. Yes. Like my mom has jewelry that goes with certain outfits. Yes. Like she accessorizes. I'm not that you know way. What? That may not be previous generation stuff. That may be. I think it was more common. I know like good accessorizers, but. Yeah. I just think it was more common to have your, this is my jewelry collection right. because like, it was handed down and things like right. that. And well, I, like your outfit wasn't done until you had a pair of earrings in. Right. Or right. Yeah. It's just not how we are. But anyway. No. That's it. That's my story. You're pregnant. I'm excited. Everyone's crying. (laughs) Now that we're all crying, let's talk about gossip. (laughs) Okay. So I mentioned last week um, when we we interviewed our friend, pastor, brother, Jeff, um, that last fall, we were kind of thinking forward to, okay, what are we going to tackle at the beginning of the year? And I remember in our brainstorming session, we wanted to talk about discernment. Mm -hmm. Um, We wanted to talk about what's good and right about discernment. Um, What's what what sins can be called (laughs) discernment? Like Um, where do we kind of hide behind? Right. And then we also want to balance that with the discussion we're going to have next week about um, what it means to have liberty. What, What does it mean that we are? free in Christ. Um, But before we talk about, before we, we knew, we agreed before we talk about that, we need to talk about God's law because without understanding um, God's standards of what is good and what is right and how we should behave, uh, there's really no fruitful conversation we can have about discernment and liberty and any of the things that we wanted to talk about this winter slash I don't know. We like I said, we live in a desert. I, I don't know. It's hard to know. It's all just it's like a little bit cold and then it's hot. Like we yeah, <laughs> we get warm here during the day. Yeah. Some of you guys are it won't stop raining, it won't stop snowing. Right. And I can't we just I can't don't relate. relate. Right. So I'm like, is it I'm calling it spring, but it's March. So yeah. I don't isn't it spring? It's like in the seventies. For us it kind of, yeah. yeah. March is kind of spring so, in Arizona. <laughs> all of that honestly. to say, um, I hope that when we discussed 
uh, God's law and made it clear what we believe about God's law. Um, not that it, the God's law, um, we cannot obey it perfectly as sinners, but Christ did that in our place and his act of obedience was imputed to us, uh, through the cross. Uh, when we say that, that doesn't mean that we can no longer be obedient to God. Right. So now that we are saved, we must still <laughs> to glorify God and honor God, um, walk in his ways right. and walk in his statutes. And so that is going to determine everything that we do, what we believe about God and his standards and what he has said and how he has told us to live because he has told us how to live, mm -hmm. uh, is going to affect how we practically live those things out. So, um, when it comes to how do we be discerning, I think discernment is often defined as not, it, it's not about knowing right and wrong. It's about knowing right and almost right. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, being able to that. tell the difference between right and almost right. right. And the longer I live, the more I see how true that is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we can get bogged down very quickly, but in the, the minutia of this and, I want to be sensitive to the fact that we really are the first Christian generation that has been able to communicate through social media, which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, the, the last time a, a, an explosion in communication happened, like has happened since the internet right. was the printing press. And the printing press changed the world. Everything. Yeah. But it didn't just change the world. It changed christianity not yeah. that not that not that scripture changed let me be very clear about that right but it, it it was a part of of how the reformation was so successful communication is powerful yes um and it it does it change it changes climate uh, culture right. the climate of a culture it changes that's right um it changes how big a culture is that's right like there was a time even in the united states when the cult like cultures would have been very different depending on the states that you went to. Right. Um, whereas now most people would say that like as a nation, we have somewhat of an individualistic independent, like we are a certain way. Yeah. Right. Well, and then obviously you just see like people who got their message forth. There was a certain time where like you couldn't get your message across. Right. Unless you had a means of communicating it. Or otherwise you could only really affect anything in your like face immediate face. surroundings right yeah. right and so you does, couldn't travel far because you're traveling by horse <laughs> right <laughs> so it wasn't yeah. yeah so all of those things to say <laughs> um what do you think i mean i guess should we start with social media yes go ahead <laughs> okay so and i just want to say this so uh <clears throat> I would say there's only been one or two episodes that you and I have done that I would call just straight up discernment. So we've heard right. of discernment blogs and discernment ministries and where we are doing what you said, which is sort of like taking a look at something and deciding, is it right? Right. Or is it almost, almost right? right. Uh, and that was the one time. And, and I approached that episode and I know you did too with a lot of like fear and trembling because yeah. we had had a lot of people ask us about the if gathering. Mm -hmm. um, and I have, I had never been to an if gathering. I wasn't interested in the if gathering, 
We had a lot of listeners who were. And we did so that episode because people were asking asked for us it. To do it. And it's a large enough, I mean, it's one of the biggest, largest Christian women's conferences that happens, mm-hmm. period. Um, and so I spent a lot of time um, reading and listening and watching past, um, watching some of the conference Messages, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, things like that. And I we decided that it would be worth discussing because. Um, it is a conference that requires a lot of discernment. And I know that when we wanted to talk about it, there were some things we were careful that we wanted not to do. We didn't right. want to assume anyone's motives. Right. <laughs> we wanted to discuss uh, not people, but the issues that people were right. bringing up. Um, and I think it's it's important that we do that. Unfortunately, the anonymity a keyboard offers you a kind of a dis a safe distance from people yeah because you're not having to look anyone in the eye and say hey you're a liar and a heretic because most of us um i think very few of us would actually do that i think yeah. few of us would have the guts that's a scary thing to say right and i don't know like even if any of you have had a conversation with someone that you love even just about like a sin issue even if anyone that even if you have just like kind of lovingly called someone out on something mm-hmm. it shouldn't be a fun conversation to it's have. not a fun right if it is something might be wrong you're getting off on it <laughs> yeah and you shouldn't and i'm not just saying that to be like explicit right um i see you know you're when satisfying we... your desires and and your needs in that moment right and that is a heart that is a it's a challenging and hard place to be and it's very hard to see when you're there and that being said many of us go through that especially now when a lot of us have this extra step of learning how we should behave like we're as a culture we really are still all kind of learning how to behave on the internet yes Um, (laughs) just everyone (laughs) yes and And i think we obviously we would say how do you behave on the internet well you still obey God's law right. and his standards and well, his you, expectations. Yeah, you would love God. You can behave however you want on the internet as long as you're loving God and you're loving, loving neighbor. neighbor. That's right. Now, the issue I think that people come, I think kind of a problem is just that um, people, and if I'm jumping ahead, you can tell me, but. Um, jump jump away. I think that like a sometimes we, we think that we are being discerning mm-hmm. and we think that we are calling someone out mm-hmm. when we should. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of, you know, we think that we're, that this needs to happen. This person's wrong. They're saying this thing. Right. Um, and, and it doesn't, it's not necessarily even people that have, uh, you know, obviously I've seen it a lot with Apologia Studios. Right. Um, I've seen people just straight up like lie about stuff that's happened here that just hasn't happened. Yes. Um, but then also I see it mainly what, so I, I pitched this, that we do this episode. Yes. Originally. Yep. I cannot remember what I saw on the internet that was like, we need to do a show about discernment, <laughs> but it was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, <laughs> but here's, there's a few things that I see on the internet pretty regularly that really do disturb me, which is, um, something happening, a scandal happening, um, and someone, people going like, 
oh, or reading an article or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so a big thing that I see is people like poking their head in and going, wait, what is happening? What? What? Where? Who? Who's? What's going on? So, and that seems like in the age of information that we live in, it seems innocent enough, right? right. Like, oh, we just want to know. And like, it was shared with us on the internet. Like, and I right. don't want to have an incomplete right. knowledge about this thing. Right. Um, but really, like, so a lot of the comparisons that I'm going to try to make today are going to be, what would that be? So if A is done on the internet, what is A if it's done in real life? So oh, I have one. If you hear two people uh-huh. talking in a room and you poke your head in the room yeah. and you go, oh, what is this about? Uh-huh. What is that? Nosiness. Yes. It's being nosy. Right. Also, you look like a rubbernecker. No one right. who I hate rubberneckers. That is right. horrible. It's so da- you are when you're rubbernecking, you are endangering Right. Lives. And you're not looking at the car accident because you want. Because someone you know was involved right. and you have to know what happened so you can act appropriately. And it's not really like you may, and you may be like, I'm not saying you're all heartless if you try to look at an accident. Like you may have legitimate concern. You may be prompting your kids in the backseat to pray for whoever's in the accident. But Ugh, most of the time when I you slow it. down and you look over, you just want to see what's happening. Right. You just want to see. You want to watch the train wreck. if it's a wreck. fender bender, you're not like, okay, kids, we got to pray for that family. Right. You're, you're like, oh, like, it's just a fender bender. My sat- my curiosity is satisfied. <laughs> right. And now that I've endangered the lives of people around me, I shall move on. Right. <laughs> um, so that obviously is something concerning that I see. Um, and the reason why... I think it's concerning. So, well, and people get this, have this very distinct impression that like, I don't go on the internet, but I go on the internet a lot. Like I have very, I have some distinct interests that are like, that only happen on the internet. <laughs> like I'm very interested in YouTube and like how people make a lot of money from YouTube and what's happening on there. Um, and it's such a weird subculture and it's a lot of it very meaningless. Um, but people make money by taping their lives and putting it on the internet. Yeah. Um, people, that's how people propagate all kinds of new age, minimalism, yoga, vegan. Like yes. you have something to say about anything. You can do it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and so it is very interesting. Um, but so I'm on the internet. I am on the internet. <laughs> You're just there. so you know. Yeah. Um, I read Facebook threads. I, I see you all. That's what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I'm not like ignorant of internet drama. Right. Um, and that's exactly what it is. It's drama. It's yeah. drama. We all like to look at it. We all like to yeah. be interested. Um, and I've, you know, not so much on the internet, but I, we're all guilty at some point or another in, of hearing something, hearing some little piece of information about yes. a situation and being like, Oh, I want to know more about that. Yes. That's not innocent. It's not. as innocent as it seems. Yeah. Um, Because here's what happens next after that concerning thing that I've seen. Someone gives a rundown of the drama. This is what happened. That Uh that is uh, happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here's what I've seen again, time after time, is uh, unsubstantiated information being given in that moment as a person comes and says hey what's happening here problem Mm -hmm. the next person says this thing and this thing and this thing Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's it's related to me a lot of times it's related to apologia studios in some way 
And I know like I can actually say for 100% fact like that that wasn't true, you right, know? Right. Um so that is like what ha- so on the internet mm-hmm. that's what happens. Yes. In real life and what then, happens And then the person reads it and is like, "Oh, yeah. okay, that well, must be the, true then." Yeah. Step 3 of that yeah. is that you have convinced someone of something that wasn't and true. And you may have not been intentionally lying. Right. But you're you are actually transmitting information that is not true. Right. And it's a problem if you don't care enough to know if it's true or not. Yes. Um, And I would like loving neighbor is the cost of what you're doing. Right. In that moment. Right. Um, So in real life, the real life application is if you ask someone, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. And then they say a bunch, you say a bunch of stuff. Mm hmm that you don't know it's true, you think it's true, mm-hmm. and someone told you it's true, mm-hmm. what is that called? Gossip. Right. It's gossip. Um, so those are the two, those are two very concerning things. The third concerning thing I really, really see is just the tone that we take with people on the internet. Um, and this is, this is a good, actually this is good for discernment because another thing that you have people hiding behind quite a bit mm-hmm. is that things get heated mm-hmm. and people are nasty to one another. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you know, well, Jesus called people to repentance in a way that was very real and hard to hear at times. Yes. Um, but if you're, um, I'm kind of jumping around like all over my notes. So something that I wrote, um, I just kind of, something that I, where is that? Okay, a question that I posed in, and maybe you can tell me what you think about this summer. Okay. Like, what if your, what if the information, what if the charge that you're giving, what if, so even in your mind, you think, like, I, I'm doing a good thing. This person needs to know that, like, they're in error. Mm-hmm. This group of people needs to know that they're in error. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm going to call them out and I'm going to do it lovingly. Mm-hmm. So, like, you think you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. So what if your charge is breeding ugliness mm-hmm. against a person? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, mm-hmm. if it does that, like, if that happens on the... Yes. If you like if there's a horde of people coming mm-hmm. after a group of people or mm-hmm. a person mm-hmm. um, on the Internet, mm-hmm. what is that? Mm-hmm. And what is it when a group of people go after a person or a group mm-hmm. in real life mm-hmm. in an ugly way, I should say? Sure. So and I guess ugly is up to like. Some people would say like, well, I'm not being ugly. It just looks ugly because it's hard to hear. Right. Well, I would say, you know, there's so, there's so many verses in Proverbs about the tongue, um, how, uh, you know, Proverbs 17 says, whoever would foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter, whoever gossips separates friends. Um, Proverbs 16 talks about a perverse person uh, stirs up conflict. So if you stir up conflict, you're perverse. What and is a conflict? gossip. And a gossip separates close friends. Because um, a lot of people think they're that they're not breeding conflict on the internet. So uh, here's where I would make some distinctions. So I'll, I'll just use when we talked about the if gathering. 
when we decided we were going to discuss the if gathering, we were not discussing a secondhand account of anything that happened at the if gathering. I did not say this is what I heard happened. Um, I was able to, because I spent so much time listening to the people at the if gathering, I was able to take what they were saying and I was able to say, here's what this person said. Here is how this is bad theology. Uh, I didn't say, I did not indict a someone who claims Christ based on an article I had read about them, based on something I had heard they said, mm-hmm. or based on something someone else had told me about the person. I simply looked at the theology that was there and presented it. And because it was public, I, I think a public response is acceptable. Mm-hmm. I would not have gotten in a conversation with anyone about whether or not I think Jenny Allen, the founder of the If Gathering, is a Christian. Right. I would not have gotten in a conversation with someone about If the I'm remembering kind... correctly, our message in the If Gathering was you would need to be careful. Yes. Be careful. Be careful. I would not have gotten in a conversation with someone about what kind of woman goes to the If Gathering. Right. Um, I would not have gotten in a conversation with someone who was making assumptions about their teaching that couldn't expressly be found in their teaching. Um, so I think there, so it is okay to look at when someone is teaching theology and they put it out there publicly, it is okay to look at it, analyze what's said, um, discuss that. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have uh, we have Paul going and and reasoning with. Oh yeah. Um, the the Greeks. I think that it's perfectly fine to reason with mm-hmm. um, other believers uh, when we have disagreements. Um, but I think we all know <laughs> what the difference between reasoning with someone we disagree with is and simply gossip and slandering right um and this is why um i mean really the only the only notes i have to for today the only thing i really want to bring up in this discussion is first timothy 5 13 through 14 which is talking about uh nasty women in the church Mm -hmm. and it says starting in verse 13 besides they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house and not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things they ought not to. So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to, man- to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. So I think what we see on social media now is this. Well, yeah, there's a real life application. What does this look like on the internet? Yes. Um, <laughs> what I see on the internet is women who have become idle, who have uh, more time to um, give the enemy an opportunity for slander well, than we they are. we talking about the, like, the, that rough season of, yeah. like, having young kids. Yes. Finding, trying to find a quiet, simple activity yes. that you have at hand. Yes. While you're trying to home make and raise kids yes. and all that. 
So I and can you, confess this. Yes, I can confess this in my own life. I can say um, that when I first had kids and they're little and I'm learning how to manage my household and I'm not really sure how to do it yet and I am, I'm, I'm dying for a moment to converse with adults. Right. Um, it is so easy to just open up your phone and there's a million opportunities that women are ready to hand you. Well, and women are very communal. Yes. So you have a lot of groups where people are saying, hey, what advice do you have for this thing that my kid's going through? That's right. What advice do you have for this? There's plenty of like, that's right. Places to, that's right. To react, to give your input. That's right. And I would say, I think what we can see very clearly on the internet, um, and, and and this is a question I'm not I'm not recommending you guys ask this question while I don't have to ask myself this question because something I am very, very aware of. Um if I am in if I am busy in a conversation on the internet, my conscience can only be clear if my household is in order. So you're not gonna catch me having a conversation on the internet if my house is falling down around me. Right. Um, and I know there was a point in my life where that wasn't true, where I was not prioritizing things rightly, where um, I was being disobedient, where um, uh, I did not do this perfectly. And I'm so glad that the Lord showed that to me um, and reordered my priorities because I understand what a snare it can be, especially for young moms as you're, you're growing into this role, you're not used to, you know, the nap times and the snack times and the, the exhausted times. And really you're so tired. The most energy you have is to just sit on the couch and pick up your phone. I'm so sympathetic to that, but it is so dangerous because I'm watching women who are stay-at-home moms who are making careers out of stirring up strife on the internet. Mm-hmm. And they it's easy to believe you're doing right, but I think we all know that that's, that's a lie. Right. Um, because it's, I mean, it's right there. It's what I just read to you. Um, these these women have, when you become idle, it is, you be, This you is become, a warning for women specifically. Yes, this is, it, it, it's right here. It's not a denigration of women no, it is. it is a warning Yeah, because these women have, they learn to be idlers and they become, the, the idleness gives way to becoming a gossip and a busybody and to speaking things we should not be speaking about. So the encouragement in verse 14 is get married, have kids, manage your household. And that gives no, no occasion to give the devil the opportunity to be the father of lies in your life, right. essentially. Um, and I think that we need to be, we need to prioritize rightly. And I think part of this, it, the the picture we see of this idleness leading to gossip and slander mm-hmm. um, is really a picture of what we're talking about with God's law. So in God's law, not only are we told not to bear false witness, but in order to accept uh, a charge about someone, yeah. there has to be two to three lines of independent witness. Yeah. And we don't understand that today. Yeah. And I will give you an example. Well, we barely understand the difference between like 
reasoning with someone and just calling them out. Yes. And it, it's it's amazing how how we kind of skip the whole like, oh, I'm just challenging you. I'm just asking you like mm-hmm. you said this. Mm-hmm. My first question was this. I'm mm-hmm. not against you mm-hmm. to like, well, you're not a Christian. <laughs> yes. And it's like so that is that is when yes. it gets serious. If you yes. find yourself saying to people that you don't believe this or you believe this. So you're yeah. a wolf. Right. And you're not saved. Right. Like and you need to stop. Right. Like you have skipped so many steps. Yes. Because that's the kind of charge. That's yes. the kind of um, that's the kind of thing that that God's law does. Right. Talk about it talks about in order for you to make a claim like this, something that is very, very serious, something yes. legal even. Yeah. Like you need to have these things. Right. And then, of course, in Matthew 18, he addresses how you're to go to someone um if you have well. an issue. Yeah. Right. And I think we see here, I think we can say safely that if you are a woman who does not know how to run your household, you probably have no business playing detective on the internet. I mean, let's just say that. And I think if you have women who are being faithful, who are running their households well, who are doing the things that first Timothy says they should be doing. Um, those aren't the women you're going to find getting involved in mud fights. They're just, those aren't the women you're going to find doing that. Um, and I think we should end with a discussion about like, okay, well, what's, what's great about social media? If there's all these snares and all these entrapments, why are we even on it? I think that's a word, a discussion we need to have, but I also think we just need to, I can speak from experience that there have been times that I have read my, I have read things, articles about me on the internet that seemed perfectly credible. Mm -hmm. They seemed to have multiple independent witnesses. Except the thing was is that uh, you could only believe that if you weren't in the situation. Right. If you were involved in the situation, you would understand that's actually not well, a credible this is witness. Where there are, this is where my first concern comes up. Right. Is it your business? It, right, right. So were then, you there? Right. Is the person, did the person who wrote the article that has the problem with the other person, mm-hmm. have they privately contacted right. that person? That's a good question to ask. Um, because, you know, Matthew 18 tells us how to go to someone. Right. And the first thing you do right. is you go privately. Right. And if you want to say that the problem with the internet is that it allows so many people to communicate, uh-huh. well, then adversely, the great thing about the internet is it allows so, so many, many people, people to, to communicate. communicate. Well, but so if you can commu- if you can tag someone in, in your Facebook post, you can also message them. Right. And the and the flip side of this is there have been times where I was being maligned and I could have offered proof that would have cleared it all up. Right. But here's the thing. The proof that I could have offered was no one's business. Right. And it would it could have been hurtful right to someone else which i'm not trying to do well and you're not like you don't um you know i mean i i agree obviously we are doing we're publicly putting our voices out there Mm -hmm. we are public we like produce information and then we spread it hopefully as far as we can get it to go like our goal is to get it to go as far as we can get it to go um and so of course like People are allowed to write reviews. People are allowed to give their opinion. But there is a line 
where discernment is not cutting it anymore. Um, there is a moment where you will be gossiping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there, the thing is, is just that um, I've seen this. I mean, I've seen this on the Internet and in real life. I think the biggest problems start when you have a problem with someone and you don't talk to them. Yeah. Um, what we've yeah. just what we've done is we've created this whole like new system of justice mm-hmm. on the internet. It's a kangaroo um, court. <laughs> it is. It's a kangaroo yeah. court. It's it's a court that decides by popularity and feelings right. and well, and so here's the thing. Um, Guilty until proven innocent. Right. And- <laughs> yes, we, so, and of course, we're a culture that, like, don't judge anyone. <laughs> don't you dare judge. But jury Only ne- I may judge. Well, but jury and executioner, <laughs> we got me. you. That's me. We I got, got you. It. <laughs> Get a group of people together. Yeah. We will all collectively, as a mob, yeah. that we're all saying different things. We all know different things. We're yes. all... Like we're all totally unorganized, which resembles a court, right? <laughs> oh, totally. Yes. Just people running around and Justice. sort of one person saying five <laughs> things and another person saying two. And, yes. Um, oh, the order. But here's the real, real problem. And I hope that this is convicting if you do things like this. Um, executioner. Yeah. That you should really have a problem with. Yeah. Because ultimately, however you handle a situation with another person, um, if you find yourself deciding how someone can make up an offense to you, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is the standard that you must reach before you can forgive them or before you can resolve and reconcile, mm-hmm. you're in trouble. Yeah. And also you're seriously forgetting mm-hmm. the atonement that was made for your own life Yeah, and for the life of this other believer. That's right. That's right. And that's that's hideous. We're called to think of others as as, as more worthy than ourselves. Right. Uh, we're told that love covers a multitude of sins. Um, and, you know, I just don't see a lot of that happening on the Internet. I'm not I don't really see that. Um, but some, sometimes love is is tough love. And that's OK. Yeah. Tough love is OK. If it's offered in love, if we are telling the, we should be speaking truth in love, right? not uh, what we think is true in anger. There's right. a difference between those two things. And sometimes a truth is a hard truth, and yeah. that's okay, and, and you shouldn't be afraid of that. But I think the thing we really have to ask ourselves is, are we being fair? Are we treating other people right. on the internet the way that we would be okay with being treated? Um, are we willing to take a punch from someone right i are we willing to refuse to throw a punch well and at someone if it's even if a truth is a hard truth are we seeking to reconcile it or are we seeking to just promote and right. highlight that it's a right. hard truth that this person needs to know right because i can't tell you how many times like i mean there's there's drama that like i am involved in in some way how many people do you think come to me? None, really. I'm Maybe not a one target. or two. No. I'm not a target. No. People know how I feel about this, and so they don't come to me. They know they don't see me on the internet. They know that I'm not going to engage. Right. Right. So they're not interested. Right. 
I think I'm a lot willing, of people are out for the sport of it. I'm willing to clarify many, many things. I've had I have had friends be like, "Hey, what did you mean when you said this on Sheologian?" Yeah, and I've just been like, "Oh, this and this and this," and they're right. like, "Oh, okay." Right. Um, that's the thing is just um. I, I don't know. Being discerning doesn't mean that you know the truth all the time. That's right. You can assume the truth, mm-hmm. but you might be wrong. Right. So discernment, your feelings, mm-hmm. they're not they're not based like they're not supposed to be ba- your discernment is supposed to be still be based off of something. Right. We are free. We are free to discern mm-hmm. right and almost right. Mm-hmm. We're told. To. But it's not based off of how you feel. It's right. not based off of your intuition. Right. Um, and certainly that's a problem because many women do tend to be discerning they tend to know how to anticipate needs of people they can kind of look at a situation and say well maybe this happened and this happened that's right but if that's a good thing here's why it's a bad thing women can look at something and they can say well maybe this happened and this happened right and then if you translate that to the internet if you publicly blast someone um and i'm sorry if you like it doesn't matter if the person you're upset with goes blind and deaf that very day you're still not allowed to take it straight to the public and try to get the the horde right to right. attack as well right it's just not i think that's i mean that's what you do uh for sport you're right. you 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 have become if you were doing that the person who's lying in wait for blood right that's who you have become yeah um and so i think what we need to think about is okay so social media uh can be very difficult and it requires a lot of discernment to wade through mm-hmm. <laughs> i can think of a time where uh, and i was younger in the faith and and this was a while ago and i see it now and i'm like oh ugh. someone was able to just sit in private message with me all day long and talk about some other people's situations and i remember listening or reading and this is going on for hours. And I mean, she's just telling me, and this person's up to this, and this person's up to this. I had this really like weird feeling. I'm waiting for the part where this has anything to do with me. And I realized the next morning, what was so gross about it was this person has kids at home and claims Christ. And yet she had spent hours just talking to me about other people in private yeah. message. And I felt gross because I realized I should have just told her to shut up in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you can even find that. You can find that experience by just like scrolling. Yeah. Not even private messaging someone. Yeah. You can find you can go through your Facebook feed and, and think, see it. I feel kind of gross because I feel like I just learned. And I just heard I, about everyone. <laughs> I realized far too late. And I'm glad that I learned this lesson then that. There, if you want to just hear about other people's business all day long, you can very easily. Oh yeah, um, and you should you should run the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I very quickly, once I realized this, admittedly too slow, that I needed to run the other direction right. from this person because I, if if I didn't, I was going to become more like that person. Right. <laughs> well, because we do, we have a weird propensity for it, and and it can become entertaining and it's never entertaining in a pure and faithful way of course no but like it you get into knowing and you know stuff about other people it's and you want to know and you want to know the 
like the dirt and you want to know the implications right. and this is it's tabloids this and, is just tabloid yeah. gossip is what it is and you see like here's the thing too i've also seen i've seen claims being made where the person who it was against substantiated them like said here's actually what happened here's my opinion on that and nobody cares it doesn't matter you're already gu- <laughs> you're you're guilty before you're guilty until proven innocent and, and, so, uh, and it's that's no just... fun to prove someone innocent and admit you're wrong right but so i want to talk about before we wrap this up what would before this is just all negative yeah because i don't <laughs> think here's the thing even after all i just said i don't think social media is negative i think how we use it can be negative right just like the printing press wasn't negative how some people used it was negative yeah. but look at all the good that it did yes. uh so we can play a game, you know, what would Reformation women, the strong women of the Reformation, what would they have done on social media? I think uh, I think we need to remember, too, that Zach posted about this the other day. Zach is um, he works one door down from Joy and he's the mm-hmm. communication director uh, for End Abortion Now. And I loved this thought that he had that we are not Christians are not called to be peacekeepers. I'm sorry. Peace. Yeah. Peacekeepers. We're called we're called peacemakers. And frequently you have to create peace by going to war. So there are times that we go to war, but that war, I think, has to be a just war. It has to be a holy war. It has to be a war that we can say we're faithful in. So that's why sometimes I mean, okay, a lot of time (laughs) Joy and I say things that are unpopular but we're attempting to make war against sinful bad ideas i want to make war against those things people have said for instance that our feminist of the week section Mm -hmm. is whatever reductive unhelpful unhelpful whatever but the thing is is those even if we mention a specific person, mm-hmm. it generally the reason that we are we are giving the example mm-hmm. is not even regarding the specific person. It is showing the foolishness of this of worldview. Feminism. Yes, of this like, idea- it ideology. Work. It's not everyone. Please now go hate this person. Right. It's just here. Look at this. Look how this doesn't. This work. This is the fruit of this ideology, and that is far different. Yes. From what we're encouraging you guys. Look at to this not horrible do. person. Right. <laughs> right. I think we need to, um, and I was talking to my friend about this the other day. She said to me, I figured it out. Here's what we need to remember. The need is not the call. Right. So we are not anybody's pastors, Mm -hmm. and we're not seeking to hold that place in anyone's lives. The need for discipleship that people have is not what we as individuals are called to. We need to be faithful with what we are called to, which means we need to proclaim the truth in love. We need to share the gospel. We need to be firm in the faith. We need women to stop being idle and to manage their households well. These are the commands that we should be faithful to. So I think in a way, if you can hear what I'm saying, we should be on social media to make war. That does not mean we become gossips, busybodies, slanderers. That's not making war. That's helping the enemy. That's fighting for the enemy. If you're doing that, you're not making a godly war. You are fighting 
for the enemy. Gossip falls in a list of things that make you not inherit the kingdom. (laughs) Yes. And we just, I think we don't take that seriously. I think we need to. Well, we don't. Right. We take it so unseriously that we gossip and then we say, it's not gossip. Right. And it's so easy to say, oh, I'm just being discerning or I'm just trying to be helpful. But it's like, really take an inventory. Right. Is this your, is this your problem? Uh, Is what you're saying really happening? Is it true? Are you attacking a, a person because they, they're fighting for the enemy? Or have you, by spreading this thing that you can't, prove is true that you don't know is true are you now fighting for the other side are you right are you fighting with the enemy um the father of lies um and a lot of times on the internet you really can't tell because like i said um i have read articles about myself that were full of lies none of them were true but they seemed perfectly true yeah and this was a great example of someone who decided that I was guilty before I could prove myself innocent. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to be mindful of that. We need to heed the warnings of scripture and we need to use social media in a way that is going to be an example of godly going to war. Um, I think we need to man our battle stations, run our households, keep our priorities in order and keep our consciences clean. Agreed. And I mean, the internet, like I said, for... For a collection of people, moms, who find who are so communicative, generally speaking, not all women, of course, but most women like fellowship, they like community, they like talking to one another, um, they appreciate learning from one another, they see a weird bump on their kid and they think, um... <laughs> I know about yes. 500 moms <laughs> and I really, me. it's true, you know, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so the internet is not a bad place to be. Right. Um, and it's not a pla- bad place to use discernment, but if you're not using discernment rightly mm-hmm. and if ultimately your standard for discernment and what is right and what is, al- what is almost right, yes. is it biblical? Yes. Then it's going to cause problems. That's right. But the internet's a great place. Go have fun. Like I say, love God, love neighbor. Nobody ever sees me on the internet, but like I look at my friends' babies and I like stuff and mostly I heart stuff and I watch animal videos and I would say if you, (laughs) if you don't have a clean conscience about your internet behavior, the great news is, is that the gospel applies. Right. Confess and repent and you can grow in grace, be humble. Right. And if you're concerned about if you're if you're so busy and you're so concerned about other people's behavior on the internet, this is a great comfort to me. Ultimately, I'm I'm not anyone else's Holy Spirit. Right. I'm gonna trust that the Holy Spirit is gonna work and grow in His people. I don't have to worry about you. Right. If you're a believer, and you've been nasty to me on the internet, I'm not worried about you. Well, here's your the- sin against me was covered on the cross, right. and the Holy Spirit's gonna grow you, and I'm just not gonna worry. Well, and so the reason why you might not take a ridiculous charge seriously is because while people have been freaking out on the internet, like you've been being sanctified and you've been in the word and you've been praying. So you know that your relationship with Christ is fruitful. Mm -hmm. And that is the same for everyone on the internet. That's right. You really don't like before you 
investigate someone's life too closely. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know about their fruit, mm-hmm. like if you accuse someone of having no fruit mm-hmm. and you don't know that, you don't know that's that also a lie. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> right. Like, and it may feel really good for some reason. To I mean, I think you can see some people's any. fruit on the internet for right. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can see it. But I just, again, it's like I, you don't have to worry because other believers are going to be sanctified and grown and you just can let them, leave them to the spirit. Right. Like that's, that's just all there is to it. And I think a Hopefully lot of times they're in a good church too. Right. And they can be discipled and it's like, but I can't, I am not a, sh- a person's on the internet. I might, maybe God might use me or you to help grow someone. Right. But ultimately that's not why you should log on to the internet. Right. So it's like, you just don't have to worry about it as right. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It's, this is my approach to the internet. It is none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> that's social media. I love your, I love your approach. It's none of my business. Right. Even <laughs> things that are like, I've read stuff that have, they are directly related About to you. me. Yeah. The thing is, is if it's a lie, yeah, like it doesn't matter because right. I can't go in there and say, sorry, that's not true because they'll just be like, no, it is true. And I'll right. be like, well, what are we going to do now? Yes. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Like, well okay, then that's none of my business. Like you have a problem with me. I can't prove you wrong. This is not my problem. Like I don't know what to tell you. And so like many, many times, like, like if I look and my sweet kids, my sweet little Janny, my friend's kids Mm -hmm. are on there. Yeah. I go, oh, that's totally my business because I love them. Yeah. And then I click love. (laughs) <laughs> and then I scroll down a little bit and it's like an ad for deodorant. And I'm like, I don't, that's none of my business. I don't care about that. <laughs> that is none of my business. <laughs> that's just, it's none of my business. They're this, trying to market it to me. This deodorant ad has nothing to do with me. But it really, it's not, it's, they're trying to market to me, but it's, they did it wrong because I don't care. Do you and think you, you can hand me that charger on your computer? Do you oh, think yeah. it'll reach? Sorry, yeah. Guys. So I don't know. I just think like, it's okay it's okay to walk away from something that's not your business. And it's very easy to think that something that's not your business right. is your business. Right. Because people do publicly post it. Yes. But, I, but the, I just want to say that I have so much sympathy for, and and hopefully sympathy in a righteous way, for the moms who are figuring out how to be at home with their kid, their little ones, and run their home and deal with all the new mom things I have experienced the temptation to be extremely unfaithful in that season. And I'm really glad that while I I can say there were moments of unfaithfulness, that God showed it to me early before it became a life. Well, would you say that you had many faithful, obedient moments on the internet as well? Social media? Like where you legitimately interacted with people? Yes. And I'm, what I'm saying is that God showed it to me early before it became a season of unfaithfulness, that, that the danger and the temptation of being that, that mom on the internet, because she can't handle what's happening in the house because it's, it's too stressful to face that disordered heart, because ultimately that that's the sign of a disordered heart with disordered priorities was shown to me early and I'm thankful for that. 
Um, and I'm, I am, what I'm sympathetic to is that, that struggle and that temptation because I have felt it. Um, and I think I'm just really glad that I had women around me who were faithful, who could be encouraging and show me the way. Um, because I think we have an epidemic of women that are ensnared to this obsession. And if I can go on a, a quick side note, because I think it's important. Um, I think, and we're, we're going to be talking about this in a couple of weeks, actually. So I don't want to go super into it, but I think this, another sign of kind of the disordered heart that's showing on the internet is how much I can log on and I can just make my, my complaints known to men. Right. So we're told to make our requests known to God, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we log on the internet and make our complaints known to men. Mm -hmm. And it's stunning to me how frequently that is done. Um, and I also know what it's like to be tempted to do that. Oh, yeah. And I don't think any of us who have really spent any time on the Internet can say that we've never done it. Yeah. And it's it's ugly. And it shows that we're not. It's It's unbelief. It's showing that we are so far from God that we truly believe that logging on the internet and complaining about our lives is might be helpful. Right. And it's not. Yeah. And it's not helpful. And I, I want to say that not to harm women, but to help them see like your help is going to be in the Lord. Right. And that's Have the you only been place. behaving the way we've described on the internet. Has it felt good? There's hope. Has it been fruitful? Right. Um, there's hope the hope is that you can stop the hope is that you can repent the hope is that you can be obedient today yeah and and that's that's your hope and uh so anyway i have a heart for that because i understand that temptation um i know that i have complained on the internet but i'm just so i'm so hopeful that and confident that god has his people and he will grow and sanctify his people in righteousness and obedience. And we we need to pray for that in our own lives. Right. Pray that God will show you the areas that you need to grow in, that you need to repent in, that you need to be obedient pray in. Pray that God sanctifies us all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That includes your people you may not like. That's right. Pray for me. I can always grow in grace. If you don't like me, just pray for me. Yep. I can always grow more that's not even a message from sheologians we are supposed to pray for people we don't like that's right so i don't have yeah i don't if you are the person like so for example if you're the person to the t to a t that we described today i don't have a problem with you other than that i think you should repent and turn to repentance and live in a new way so it's really not anything that's right crazy that's right so that's it. Um, if this episode was convicting or encouraging to you, <laughs> we need your support. We need your support on Patreon. Please sign up on Patreon uh, for six bucks a month. You can keep the mics on and we can continue to give you early release episodes and we can continue to do this podcast and convict you or not every week. I don't know. How many right. how many bees nests did we just whack? I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully just at least a couple the hopefully the um, just the amount that needed to be yes 
So you guys, none. that is it for this week. And we will see you next week. Yeah. But you're